Hey guys, what's up? This is Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree. It's Tuesday, the 28th of November, 2018. Um, I'm not sitting under a tree right now. The reason I decided to call this podcast Sitting Under a Tree is because the first time I I thought of just going out and recording something of me talking to myself was um, at the start of this year when I went to Sydney to go and see this girl that I'd like had a kind of long-term you know I like I don't know well we used to talk to each other a bunch and like sex each other and stuff while I was in living in London for like two or three years you know and I went to Sydney to go and see her and um, she told me when I was at the airport that uh, (laughs) that she had just got a boyfriend and uh we, she was like, you can still stay and it'll be cool, but like, you know, it's not going to be like that. And so I spent like, um, a day at her house and then I, we were hanging out on the second day and I was just like, this sucks, hey. And she was like, yeah, I'm having the worst time. <laughs> and so, uh, I got a hostel and I, and I just, I couldn't, couldn't think of anyone to talk to, you know? And so I just, um, went out into a park at nighttime and sat under a tree and just unloaded my feelings onto the on my phone, and then and then I was just like, well, that like sitting under a tree. It was the only place that I could think of where I felt comfortable talking to myself, you know. So that's why I called this sitting under a tree because every time I'm recording it, I'm recording it from the just the first place that I can find that I feel comfortable talking to myself. And right now, that happens to be this echoey empty bar in the hostel that I'm staying in, uh, in Edinburgh, so there's a, his hostel is awesome, Kick-Ass Hostel is the name of it, and, uh, it's just, it's real clean, it's nice, the staff are real cool, I had a chat to the, I had a chat to this, um, Spanish girl called Christina when I first got in, and we had, like, we had a, a lovely little chat at the, um, reception there, um, they've got a cafe, they've got sick Wi-Fi, plugs everywhere for phones and laptops and they just know what travelers want right like i mean some hostels are just budget places and they're not meant to be good but there are so many places out there that claim to be like you know for backpackers or for people that are traveling and they don't have like the first thing that what these are the things that people want plugs clean beds a little bit of privacy as much privacy as you can get so my bed is like around a corner it's in a 16 room dorm but the setup of the dorm is such that it's not the beds aren't all just laid out like dominoes they're kind of arranged in a way that you can get a little bit of privacy to yourself so you're not you don't feel like you're sleeping in a room with 16 other people even though you are you know oh it's so good the kitchen is um like it's just nice it's just a basic thing but there's like enough stuff there that three or four people can be cooking at the same time and it's nice and communal i mean Oh, it's great. This is a, this is a real nice hostel, and this bar is open from five, but they they lock the bar area of the bar where all the drinks are, and they just keep the rest of it open for the whole day. So I can come in here and sit in here by myself at like I mean it's it's eight o'clock in the morning, um, no one else is up, but I still yeah, it's just nice to have some privacy in this place, you know. I'm sitting in this weird kind of UV lit booth, um, in the far corner of the bar, just the furthest place I could be away from any doors, so I hopefully don't wake anyone up. Um, 
Yeah, I haven't been up here while it's been actually happening as a bar, but it's just a nice place. And they've got a pool table there. They've got a piano. I just had a little play on the piano. But, uh, I don't know, it's felt, I felt weird, and it's like still... It's 8 o'clock in the morning, but it feels so early because it's still dark. Like, I can still hear crickets outside. No one is moving around this place. It feels, it feels very peaceful. I just feel really at one with myself right now, you know? This is just such a special time. <laughs> special time in the day. No one really gets it. No one really understands what it is to exist before everyone else is moving around, you know? It's just a certain kind of peace. I don't know what character I am there. I don't know what, who I'm being. I guess that's like the that's like the tendency I have within myself to really take myself too seriously in serious moments, you know? Like I kind of feel those things that I was just saying on some level, but I don't want to commit to them without a layer of irony in front of me. In front of me? In front of me. God, my head hurts. You know when you're tired and you like... I went to bed so early last night, I went to bed at 6 because I just, I don't know, man, I was doing stuff all day and then I was going to have a nap and go out and see some comedy and I went to bed at 6, woke up at 8.30 and was like, oh, absolutely not, I'm not leaving and I just slept all the way through and then I kind of, my eyes popped open at like 6 so I was just listening to some podcasts and fucking around online and I was like, you know what, i got to get up and i got to go do a thing, so here I am recording this pod. Um... I've been in Edinburgh for five days now. Um, I guess I'll talk about the flight on the way over was brutal, man. That, like, China Airways was no good. Um, The food was fine. It was just airline food and, you know, I got aisle seats both times. But uh, there was no... the, The selection of movies on that TV, man. I remember the first leg of the flight, which was like 11 hours from Melbourne to Beijing. Beijing. Um, I was looking at the selection of movies and like nursing a couple beers and I found it funny. I was like, this is so bad. There's nothing. There's like four episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and then just like a bunch of Chinese like documentaries and, and dramas and... Uh, like, really nothing that I've ever heard of. Like, the, the Avengers movie or something. Like, just the fucking awful superhero movies and just trash and uh, really nothing else at all. Um, but the first leg of the flight, I was like, this is kind of funny. And uh, I watched something. What did I watch? I can't remember. I watched something half decent that I was like, I can just get through this, you know. Like, it's, I think it was like some sort of sporting drama. Oh, it was the Jesse Owens. It was the story of Jesse Owens, right? And that was okay. Um, and then I got off and, uh, was in Beijing for like seven hours. Didn't realize that the internet in Beijing, like in China, it's censored. Like I kind of knew that, but I didn't acknowledge it in the front of my mind. So when I got off the plane, I tried to log on to the internet that they, I looked up to check if they did have internet in Beijing International Airport and they do. And then I went to log into it and I got a code off the concierge guy and, uh, I couldn't get on a Facebook or Google, like Gmail, YouTube, anything, and I assumed the internet wasn't working, and uh, then about an hour before my flight left, I tried Reddit, and Reddit worked, and I just realised that all of the sites that I use, you can't use there, so I had no way to contact anyone, or just like chat to anyone for that whole six hour layover, which sucked, 
And then I got back on the plane and it was still China Airways and they had the same selection of movies. And like far from it being funny the first time, it was just the word. I was so angry. <laughs> I was fucking furious. And uh, I tried to take my sleeping pills that I bought in Australia, but like over-the-counter sleeping pills from the chemist, which like of course they didn't work. Of course not. Um and then I got to London and then I had another like five or six hours hanging out before I got on the mega bus. I got on my bus up to Edinburgh and um, tried to take my sleeping pills there. Did not sleep for the whole bus journey. Lay on the floor of the bus at the back. I just found a new life hack though for buses, a bus hack. You can sleep on the floor. Here's my strategy. Whenever I've caught buses, it's always been, um, so you get on that, you, you like say to the guy, here's my number, you drop your bag off underneath and then you've got your like carry-on luggage, you get on the bus and you want to get a seat by yourself. So that seats, they're like double seats next to each other, you want to get that one by yourself. And my strategy has always been to try and get people to not sit next to me, was um, to like take my shoes off, take my socks off, put them with my bag on the seat next to me and just look as gross as possible. Like just look real dirty <laughs> like um yeah i don't know like maybe just be wearing like a t-shirt and then just like kind of pass out like lying across the two seats listening to music so it's like if you want to sit next to me you're going to have to wake me up you're going to see that i don't have shoes on <laughs> like i'm the last person that anyone wants to wake up and you know that's that ideally that's how it's going to work right um, and it's always funny because like I just, when people are walking past and I've got my eyes closed, I'm still conscious before the bus leaves. And um, when people walk past in my head, I'm thinking, don't you fucking dare sit next to me, you piece of shit. Fuck you. Go away. And um, then as soon as someone taps me on the shoulder, it all of that kind of goes away and it just becomes this resigned like, all right, man. Yep. We're sitting next to each other now. That's what it is. Let's come to terms with this. And then I'll put like, if anything, I'll probably try and talk to them because I just like talking to people, you know, but the thoughts that go through my desperate mind when those people are walking past are thoughts of double murder suicides, man. Don't fucking touch me. Don't be near me. I want to sit by myself. We're not going to be friends. <laughs> Cut to me annoyingly trying to talk to them as soon as they sit next to me because I I know because I feel self conscious about the vibes that I was putting out there and I don't want now that they're sitting next to me I want them to like me right isn't that dumb? But this time I sat at the back so normally I sit next to the toilet like the first seat there because I know people don't want to sit next to the toilet as well and that's I'll take that hit it, like for the gain of having two seats to myself but this time I was like I want to mix it up and I'm going to go sit at the very back on that bank of five seats at the back and uh, I realized that the foot part so like the walkway in the middle of the bus is sunken down compared to the level of the floor that the seats are on but at the back that that level of floor is the same all the way across and so you can lie there on the floor god this sounds like the ruminations of a fucking bum ass loser idiot right but these are the things that are it's important on an 11 hour bus journey man i got a place where i could lie down and i took my sleeping tablets and i still couldn't get to sleep because of the jet lag 
It was real shitty. And uh, I showed up at this girl's house that I have like ostensibly come here to see, and it wasn't really good because she's at uni, she's in the middle of her exams, and she's waking up at like 7.30 in the morning every day and uh, having a pot of coffee and just going to the library and working all day, and she doesn't have time for some summer fling to come and, you know, expect to be hanging out with her 24-7 and to, for it to be like it was when we were both on holidays in the summer. So that that was like two and a half days of travel for some extreme disappointment. Um, but I kind of knew that's what it was going to be like anyway, so I've just been trying to stay busy since I've been here. Um, and so now I find myself in this hostel and sitting in a bar with no drinks or people in it at 7.59 in the morning. God damn it. <laughs> Why do I do these things to myself? Um, oh, oh my god, that's right. That's the other thing that I wanted to talk about. So, um, that was Thursday. Thursday night I stayed at her place and then uh, Friday morning, like I was, I was just going to stay there for that one night and then Friday morning I made sure to kind of thoroughly excuse myself and be like thank you for having me stay um see ya and then friday i uh i had a gig back down in lincolnshire with some mates uh robin perkins matt adlington sarah isles real fun crew and it was going to be in this this hotel kind of place in a town called louth and uh the plan was that we were going to stay in the hotel. We were doing the gig there. It was for charity, so we were getting a pretty minimal fee. And then uh, we would stay the night in the hotel. And so we could drink there, and it's great. It was like a great setup. But I didn't realize how far it was from Edinburgh. And so the day after, you know, taking that megabus up to Edinburgh and just trying to kind of kill my jet lag, I jumped back on a train um, back down to Doncaster from Edinburgh and then a train to Lincoln and then a bus to this gig and uh, I didn't get there until like 7 o'clock the gig started at 8.30 um, oh, one lovely little oasis of joy was uh, when I went to Lincoln man I found this little cafe um, from, from the train station to where the bus left there was like a bit of a walk and I kind of walked along the, the stretch of a motorway for a little bit and uh, I needed to charge my phone, I needed to get some cash out for the bus driver, and uh, I went into this cafe, uh, they wouldn't do me cash out, but they, this girl was like, man, put your bag here, like I had my big bag with all of my clothes and everything in it, and she was like, dude, leave that here and go find some cash out, and uh, I came back and she was closing up, but she made me a coffee, and I sat there and just chatted to this chick for like 15 minutes before my bus came, oh, it was just so nice, I love meeting those people, it, like, you can just tell, you know, when you like, when I like, I love talking to people, man, and so I can just tell when I walk into a place and there's someone else there, and uh, you just throw a few things back and forth, and you're like, oh, you like talking to people too, fuck yeah, we're going to have a nice conversation, man, and uh, we talked about, she's a set designer for um, for plays, um, she works in that cafe, but she was moving the next day to a new, to like a town, you know, like 20 minutes away or whatever, um, because there was more set design work there, or theatre work, or something, I don't know, but um, we just talked about that, it was real nice, and her little brother was sitting there, he was like a 15 year old kid, and he was 
doing his homework and stuff as well. Oh, it was just real nice, man, um, to talk to someone. Because traveling is so... Oh, it's so lonely. I feel like a little sook saying some shit like that because it's like I'm going, I'm doing the traveling so I can go and do this thing that's so great, you know, stand-up comedy, right? And I can go and be on stage in front of all these people and just have the best time and, and get paid for it. But the traveling itself is just a grind, you know, sitting on that train for like four hours from Edinburgh and then waiting for the next one for an hour and sitting on that for an hour and I just had spent the whole day not talking to anyone, just listening to podcasts and existing in that state of like half awake, half asleep, you know, when you're just lying there listening to something, listening to a podcast or some music and you're not really thinking but you're not really not thinking or resting, you just, it's just nothing. Um, and so to have that conversation with her was just so nice. Uh, jumped on the bus, got to the gig, did the gig, got drunk in um, in Louth. Oh my god, we got trashed, man. The guy who runs that hotel was just a lovely man. Like uh, he was doing the show for charity. We were only getting paid forty pounds, which, by the way, it cost me one hundred and twenty-five pounds to get there and back from Edinburgh. Oh, I lost so much money. <laughs> I lost. I lost like 80 pounds on that gig. Um, I mean, we got it made up for us in free drinks, but God damn it, that was not a financially intelligent decision to do that show. And uh, we woke up in the, in the morning and had a little cooked breakfast, and then it was time for me to go back, and I just did not realise how much it was going to take it out of me, that travelling back to Edinburgh without another gig to look forward to. Like, I was I was gigging in Glasgow. Actually, that's right. I was gigging in Glasgow on Saturday night. I had two shows booked in Glasgow. Um, not paid shows because they were booked last minute, but just 10-minute spots on a, on a, like, early and a late show at this club. And I was kind of coming to terms with, um, like, lowering my expectations of how much I was going to see this girl over the course of my next week in Edinburgh, um, knowing that she was going to be really busy, she probably wasn't going to have that much time to see me, so that was bumming me out, and, um, and you know, like trying to not, like, message her all day and annoy her all day, so I was just calling a few friends and trying to have chats with them, but, like, after I exhausted all of those options, it was just me and these fucking buses and trains, man. I was an hour on the bus from, uh, from Louth, Waited for like 45 minutes for the train, an hour on the train to Doncaster. Um, waited another hour on the train. Sorry, waited another hour in Doncaster for the next train. And then uh, caught the train up to Edinburgh. And then it was going to be another train from Edinburgh to Glasgow. And uh, I got off of the train up to Edinburgh. And the platform was real small. And I kind of ran up the steps um, because I thought, oh, I must be on a secondary platform and I, I've got to go to wherever the train to Glasgow is, and I realised that I was in fucking Berwick, Berwick, Burwood, Berwick, something like that, some town, it was the stop before Edinburgh, I got off too early, I ran back down the steps, and um, the train was leaving, the conductor was like waving the doors shut, and I was like, is it too late, he's like, yeah, didn't you just get off, dude, what the fuck, you just got off the train, and I was like, I know, I fucked up, I'm not having a good day, and it was already dark by this time, so I'd like had the whole day. It was a beautiful day, sunny, clear skies. But by that point, it was like, it was like 
like 5.30 and the sun was down and it was dark and uh, I just screamed into the wall and the guy kind of walked off and was like, I'll leave you to it, mate. Um, and I had to wait another hour there in the fucking waiting room. Just, oh, and that, uh, yeah, and that's right. And Tottenham drew with West Brom Albion that day as well. And I, I couldn't get any reception for the video stream on the train. So... That's that's why I got off the train so early because I was concentrating on the game and um, you know I was listening to we were losing for most of the game and then we got an equaliser but we still should have won that game and now it's like well we're definitely not gonna even though we weren't it's like there's no chance of us winning the lead now it was a really shitty result and I was listening to the end of that game and just got off the train and uh, because everyone else was getting off the train and. And then I sat in that waiting room for the last 10 minutes of the game and listened to us not win. And God, that was like a really fucking terrible day. I couldn't even laugh about it. There were about four or five hours in there um, on those trains and stuff when I knew I was in a bad mood. And I was like, normally I would laugh about this and it would be funny, but I just cannot laugh right now. I, this just sucks. And you can't really say like I would say that to people I'd be like I'm in a bad mood and people will accept that like friends will accept that for until a point but after a while they're just like all right man you're in a bad mood like can you please deal with that because I'm not in a bad mood and I'm I don't need you rubbing off your shitty mood vibes on me (laughs) yeah that was a real bad day man and I got to the gig in Glasgow um, I like, I like ran in, I was like, it, I went from having an hour to spare to when I got off that train and had to catch it again, I then was like, oh, I'm probably going to be late for my gig as well, and I got in with all my bags, and someone was on stage, and the MC who was running the show, I like, I was like, is this it, like, am I on soon, she's like, you're on next, and I kind of fell to my knees, <laughs> and was like, I've been traveling since 10am, I've had the worst day, oh my god, I can't believe I'm here. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Um, did my set. Did okay. Um, had a little nap in the bar in between shows on my bag with my jacket kind of covering my legs. Did the second set. Had a beer. Talked to the bartender for a bit and then went back to one of the worst hostels I've ever stayed in. Um, it was just the cheapest thing. It was like it was like twelve pounds a night or something for this place in Glasgow. And I literally just went there, took my clothes off, stripped down to undies, jumped in a bed, and then uh, I was on the top bunk. And the bunk below me was some motherfucker who snored awfully all night, and I could barely get to sleep. And uh, I learnt from living in hostels. Um, like, especially when I first moved to Melbourne, when I lived in this hostel for two months, man, I lived with this, um, I lived in this room, it was like a six-chair dorm, and there was this couple in there, Bron and Anna, right, and Anna was this Romanian girl, and Bron was this, um, this Kiwi guy, and they were in love, they were together, they'd been together for like, you know, three months, or six months, or something, and I would work at this, I was working in this bar that I would get home at like five in the morning, right? Because it was a late opening bar, and Bron had the worst snore. It was the first time in my life I'd ever encountered like a really bad fucking snore. It was like a chainsaw, dude. It was it like 
I'll do it now. It was like... And like the vocal cords included, like sometimes it'd be like... I have no idea how that girl stayed with him. Um, especially because like I kind of fancied her as well when I moved into that, that dorm room. I just thought she was real cool and she was real gorgeous. And this guy was just a fucking dud nerd, man. I had no idea how they were together. I was so jealous. Um, but I would get home every night and I realized that the way to stop someone snoring is you kind of wake them up, but you have to wake them up enough that they will, like, you know, there'll be like a jolt in them and they'll change their breathing patterns, but not too much that they realize that you've woken them up and get angry. So you have to kind of nudge them so they go, but by the time that they open their eyes, if they do, you're already back in bed pretending you're asleep. And then the time that it takes them to get to sleep and start snoring again is hopefully enough that you can get to sleep yourself to a point where their snoring isn't going to wake you up. So uh, I learned that from living in the Melbourne Connection Backpackers Hostel in... 2012 and that lesson is still serving me well man these are the like i don't know say what you will about living in hostels i fucking think it's a real character building experience it's like it's like taking drugs you know you don't want to do it forever you can't do it forever it's no good and like you know if someone's doing it past a certain age i want to say 30 but i'm going to be 30 soon and i'll probably still be doing it but there's an element of like oh really man that's fucking sad that's brutal um but uh, by the same token if you haven't done it for a while you've missed something for sure you're like missing a, a it's just you you get a certain thick skin from like living in these close quarters with people it's like share housing i guess but um, you don't get the same connections with people in a share house that you do in a hostel because there's a, there's a sense of like fleeting transient community here. Oh, hang on a second. There's a phone ringing in this bar. <laughs> Who the fuck is calling a backpacker's bar at 8 in the morning? Oh my god, that's such an old... I really hope that's showing up on the recording. Oh no, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? It's behind the um, it's behind the metal roller door that's like protecting the alcohol area. Oh, there we go. It stopped. Cool. All right, good. Well, I hope it was someone calling with a medical emergency and that stopped because they're now dead. That'd be uh, that's what I hope because that way they won't call again. Right? Makes sense. Come on. Okay, I've got a podcast to record. <laughs> I'm also well aware, I'm, I'm, I bet this is real echoey, I don't know, I really hope I can use this, because I'm having a good time right now, um, yeah, but I'm guessing it's not going to be that usable, I will see, what was I talking about, that's right, I was getting up on my high horse about being poor, <laughs> no, I really do appreciate the times that I've had living in hostels, and the people that I've met, you know, it's just... Because everyone's here for such a short amount of time, you know that if you want to make connections with people, you really have to be kind of aggressive about it. So you walk into a room, people are there cooking or doing whatever, and you just strike up a conversation with them. I like that. I walked into my hostel room the other day, and there was a girl just kind of standing there, and I started talking to her, and um, 
I think she's going to come and see one of my shows in Dublin. She's going to be in Dublin at the same time as me, you know? Um, there was, like, another uh, couple of Americans, like a guy and a girl. They didn't really know each other, but they were just chatting in the kitchen the other day. I started talking to them, um, and they were telling me about the rock climbing stuff that they do and hiking and whatever. And, um, and then, like, I ran into the guy yesterday, and he came to my show on Sunday, and he saw me in Edinburgh. It was cool. It was just really nice, you know? Anyway, I think that's all I want to talk about. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I have anything else. I want to try and make something of this day. I want to go and cook some eggs and uh, avocado and mushrooms for breakfast on toast. And I'm going to try and figure out what I want to do. Flo said she wants to hang out tonight. Um, go to the night market. Well, she said I asked her if she wanted to and she said she might be free. Um, so I'm just going to try and see if she still is and if not then i don't know what i'm going to do that's it thanks for listening guys i uh, hope you're having a good time wherever you're at this has been sitting under a tree and i'm aiden peace